the Yak Legion Podcast, and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Buckeye Kayak Fishing. I'm Zach Carell, and I'm here with Christian Highfield. And we have Justin Marshall, the winners of the Buckeye Trail Dayton Rivers event we had this past weekend. So uh, how's it going, Justin? Appreciate you coming on. I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. Oh, yeah, no problem. I know those Dayton Rivers are like your backyard, man. You're you're always out there after work in the evenings, on the weekends. I see you and your friends out there fishing those, uh, fishing those waterways a whole lot, man. So congratulations, man. Congratulations on winning. Thank you. Yeah, there's a there's a few stretches out that way <clears throat> north of Dayton that I, uh, I like to hit up every once in a while. I do go out there. It's pretty convenient. Some spots are five minutes from my house. Some spots are 10, 15 minutes from my house. So, yeah, pretty much in my backyard. Oh, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. So, going into a couple days before the event, did you pre-fish any? Did you have a game plan set up before the event? Uh, I did not pre-fish um, <clears throat> for this event. I did have a game plan going into it. I knew for fall fishing there was a few baits that I wanted to use. Um, so I did prepare my tackle box the night before, and I tied on three specific baits that I wanted to use. One was the Whopper Plopper. Um, mm -hmm. I thought for sure that the top water bite was going to be on uh, that following morning. Uh, I also tied on a Ned Rig. Go figure. Um, yeah. And I tied on a swim bait. Those were the three that I just I I went with my best gut feeling. That's what I that's what has worked for me in the past. That's what had been working lately. And that's what when you research fall fishing, that's those three baits are on the list. That's that's what I was about to say. Those are three of the top baits to throw in the fall time. It seems like at least in Ohio. So. Yeah, and I've I've had uh, some. <laughs> confidence in the whopper plopper as of this year as well as the the ned rig with the trd on the end of it <clears throat> and then the swim bait is just something i'm always throwing in in the rivers it's one of my favorites to throw so uh that was old trusty <laughs> so yeah that's what i had tied on so what worked out for you the game day uh well when i started out i knew i wanted to go about two miles, maybe a mile and a half uh, on this particular stretch that I know of. Mm. Uh, and I really enjoy fishing. So early in the morning, I <clears throat> I got in the water and gave myself enough time to get downstream. And I stopped probably halfway down because there, there was a couple banks. I didn't want to go all the way to the end. I just knew where I was going to end up stopping before I had to, because the water is so low right now. And on this stretch, and probably a lot of other stretches too, where I can float down and turn around and come right back up. I'll have to drag my kayak back up, but mm -hmm. that was the plan. I went out by myself. I fished better. I fished the river better, and pretty much anywhere else uh, better, because I I think for myself, 
Um, so I knew where I wanted to end it up. I stopped halfway there to hit this one bank. And I started out early in the morning with throwing the whopper plopper because I was sure I was going to get a bite. I ended up getting uh, one fish to swipe at that whopper plopper. And then I didn't see any more action for the rest of the day on the whopper plopper. No. Uh, so I threw that for about an hour. Uh, starting at the very where I was throwing a, on a rocky bank and it was pretty shady the whole it was probably 200 yards long so I started at the very beginning uh, throwing that whopper plopper just as much as I could just bringing it back fan casting it moving down fan casting it moving down uh, once I got towards the very end of that little rocky bank area that I wanted to fish um, is when I got my first bite, which was probably like a, a 12 or a 13 incher, and that's when I had switched over to the Ned rig with the with the black TRD on it. Uh, it was a part on the bank where it had come out into like a little tiny point. The rocks were coming out. Uh, it was it was just different because most of this most of this bank was just rock, and it was all parallel, and it was straight across the whole way. And then when it and it came out to a tiny point. I was casting on that, and there was a uh, some tree, like a, a like a log that had fallen. It was sitting in the water, mm. and I threw the TRD in there, and I got my first well, my first uh, good fish. It was a 16 incher, but I, I kept going in there with that. Once I got down to the end of that, and I I, I floated back upstream to hit that hole because I wanted to hit it twice. Usually I'll try to hit a bank twice and, and fish the crap out of it before I move down at all. <clears throat> but I know I didn't want to spend any more time than that. Uh, but my second time floating down right before I was getting ready to go uh, hit some some faster running water is when I got that first good fish uh, for the board. Um, but yeah, that was on the TRD. After that, I got a couple other small, scorable fish that I went ahead and threw up on the board just because I needed to. I wanted to make sure I hit my limit. That's always nice to do when you know you can at least do that. <laughs> so after after getting going through that bank two times, I hit some like faster moving water where the river got really skinny and kind of forked off. So uh, I parked my kayak and got out of that for, I don't know, a half hour. And I was throwing. I was throwing and Sorry about that. My daughter just broke into the room. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the second stop for me was the this fast-running water. They got really skinny on the river and kind of forked off, um, and I was throwing the TRD in there, and I was dragging it because there were some spots that I could – I saw that it dropped off, and it probably went to five or six foot, and I started pulling the TRD through there so that I could feel the bottom, and I was able to get my next scorable fish, which was uh, another 13-and-a-half-incher. I pulled two 13 and a half inches out of there. Uh, and those were upgrades from the other dinks that I had along the other bank. So I had a 16 incher. Uh, I threw up two more 13 and a half inches. And then the rest of what I pulled out of that, that, that fast running water was just 12 inches and 11 inches. <clears throat> so I said, okay, you know, that's, that's progress. 
went ahead and moved downstream a little more. Uh, that's when I really started to get into some bigger fish. I went across the river on the other side because the rocky the rocky bank had switched to the left side of the the uh, the river. Uh, I was still throwing the TRD. Uh, I had three poles. All you know, those three baits were sitting on the front, and I was just kind of switching back and forth to see if I could also still get. Because you know, if you're going to get a hit on the whopper plopper, the past couple weeks it's been a decent fish for me you know it might be few and far between uh when you get the swipes or the strikes but the ones that actually do get a hold of it um are decent fish and i thought maybe if i got one to get a hold of it it would have been a 15 incher which is what i wanted to upgrade to one of those 13 inch fish so i'm just kind of switching back and forth um different baits and stuff the swim bait wasn't working the whopper plopper didn't do me any good anymore so that ned rig ended up being what i just relied on heavily all of my fish were caught on that damn trd <laughs> how good it is you know for a while for a while i was i wasn't skeptical of it. i knew it was working for people but i thought it was hyped up a little bit more than it was mm. after this tournament man and some of the luck that some of my friends are having on it mm. really is good. It's really as good as it, <laughs> the hype, you know? Yeah. Oh, I've used a Ned rig a lot, man. It's probably one of my favorite rigs now. Uh, it catches fish. Yeah. And I've been in tur- tournaments where I couldn't put any fish on the board until I tied on um, a TRD. I agree with uh, that. I would... got... Oh, you can go ahead. I was just going to say, I've, I was always convinced that it was the, I, I knew it was the bait that would get, get your limit. I hadn't caught anything. Yeah, I've caught maybe a, a 15 and a half, 16 incher, but this is my own, this is my first year using it. I've been using it <clears throat> for a few months now on and off. And I, I wasn't able to pull anything bigger than that in. But after this tournament, uh, I mean, that was just a great day to go out on the water. The fish were hair and stuff once i had it narrowed down to what bait they were they were eating on and there were so many big fish caught this weekend from both people in the tournament and outside of the tournament and mm. i just feel like that was really i i don't see that too often because there was two 20 inch fish two yeah. 20 inch that were caught in the same tournament how often do you see that yeah you caught the the first one and then a uh, second one was caught, and he beat you by like a half an inch, didn't he? I could not believe it. I could not believe it. But I was happy that it happened. I was mad at first, but then I was like, this this tells you something. Because several other people, I had, a, I even had a friend come out after work and fish um, in, the, in a general area. And he caught a couple 19 inches. Other people were really? catching 19 yeah, that tells you something when there's that many 19 and 20 inch smallmouth being caught during a tournament on one day so the fall the fall bite is on right now and i can't wait to get back out there i'm probably going to get out there tomorrow or something and try to try to take advantage of if anything is still biting hopefully yeah oh, i'm sure they are surprised you didn't catch more on the top water everybody says the top water is so good on the rivers this time of year I really wanted to. I like I said, I had a lot of confidence in that. I said I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna burn this thing all up and down those banks, and something's gonna something's gonna get it. I missed that one swipe real early, but I think it was just a probably a 13 or 14 incher 
And I was like, that's okay. Cause, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I was really focused. I was ready to go for this. I, I enjoy fishing river tournaments. I wish there was more of them. Mm. And, and once, once those start popping up and, uh, September and October is, is that time of year, I, I get excited and I got out there and I was really focused. I wasn't worried about who, who I was going up against. It was just, uh, I was in a groove and I was, I was drawn into just throwing these baits and I was just waiting for that next bite. Wow. It came. It came for yeah. me. How'd you catch that 20 enter? Well, that was my last stop. That was where I wanted to end my, as far as I wanted to go, because I had a 45 minute, uh, like I said, I was going back upstream. So I yeah. had to drag where it was uh, over the shallow rapids where it would normally be a pain in the butt to go back upstream. <clears throat> so I had a 45 minute paddle and drag back up to uh, my launch spot. So I needed to account for that, but I made it to where my last stop was going to be. And it was the hottest, it was the hottest stretch for me. I, I had another, I had another rocky bank. I had, I've had luck on this bank before in the past, catching some really, really fat smallmouth early on in the spring. And I said, I, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. I had some other luck there this, uh, this year, a couple weeks ago, actually. And I started at the very beginning. It was this, it distinctively went from uh, brush and woods to, okay, there's the rocky bank. It starts right there and it goes down probably 400 yards. Mm. So I said, Start at the beginning and just start throwing the Ned rig. And I, at this time, I had the 14 three quarters on the board. I had the 16 inch on the board, and I had a small 13 inch fish, I think, on the board. <clears throat> Anyways, at one point, I looked down at because I don't look at the leaderboards until I'm either doing really well and I think it's okay for me to look because then I know what I need to do. But for the majority of the time, if I'm just catching mediocre fish, I won't look at the board at all. I've been known to go a whole tournament. And go even go to the ceremony, not knowing where I'm I'm sitting, you know. Mm. But this time I was doing particularly well because even though I was getting okay, I started with 11 inch fish, and I went to 12 inch fish, and then the 13 inch fish. It was still upgrade after upgrade after upgrade. <laughs> so I was sitting with those uh, those three fish, started throwing, I pulled in. I think actually this might have been where I started pulling in the 14. Yeah, it was the 14 and three quarters was the first fish. And it was like 10 minutes after I started on this particular bank. Okay, I measured it. It was, I submitted it to the leaderboard. I floated about 100 feet down, still throwing the Ned rig. I pulled in a 16 and three quarters. Okay, there's another upgrade. I floated another 100 feet down and I saw a distinctive looking piece of structure it was not uh, natural to the river it was like something that had been dumped in the river mm -hmm. in the past and i casted next to that and it surprised the hell out of me that's where that 20 incher was hiding and that was that was three upgrades within a half an hour just moving 100 feet down at a time and that's when i reeled it in and you know the water was well, I don't know if you were able to see it or not, but the water was particularly crystal clear this yeah. past weekend. It was like a six-foot water clarity. So I was using as natural as possible, just a black TRD. Mm. And 
uh, I was telling myself before I caught that fish because I had two upgrades and I was getting pumped and I was like, okay, that's when I looked down at the leaderboard and saw I was tied with somebody at 47 and a half inches. I said, okay, let's do this. I have one more upgrade. We can do it. Uh, and at this time, it's like 12 o'clock. Plenty of time to upgrade if I'm going to upgrade, especially after I just upgraded in a, in a half hour. So <clears throat> I say I just want something at least 15 inches to upgrade that 14 and a half incher because that was now my small one. Now I had a 16 incher, 16 and three quarter, then the 14 and three quarter. And I wanted to upgrade that 14 and three quarter. Yeah. And once I, I felt something on it, it felt like a log. I was at Dale Hollow this past weekend and I got the chance to feel like a solid fish it was my my personal best largemouth and that felt like a log but then i hooked into this and i thought it was a snag and then sure enough i started reeling in um he started to get away from me so i had to speed it up a little bit and really rear back on the reel i was using my medium light eight pound test as well oh yeah really (laughs) yeah yeah so uh I, i started reeling in and it started pulling drag and i had my my drag tightened down pretty good <clears throat> and it started pulling it and I was like, this has got a, this is going to be at least a 15 incher. And then once I got it up to where I could actually see it fight in the water, it was a monster, man. It was, it was fat, had a lot of girth to it. And I said, that might be a 20 inch fish. <laughs> kept, kept reeling. I got worried for a minute cause you know, you're using, using medium, medium light tackle yeah. and, uh, yeah, that that pull was bent over, and she took me for a little whirl. <clears throat> but uh, I was able to pull it in pretty quick. Funny thing is, I forgot my net in the morning time, and I was debating going back and actually getting my net because I lost one of my nets at Dale Hollow. Oh and wow! Then I just completely forgot that I needed to because I had another net in the garage. I just forgot to pull it out. <clears throat> so I ended up going back and getting my net this morning. Almost didn't, but I need needed it because yeah. yeah that that, that fish right there lose a 20 inch fish because you didn't bring your net <laughs> yeah my heart was pumping because i've that I, my biggest small mouth up to this point is like 17 and three quarters and might have hit 18 i think wow. so it was a big jump for me uh both both for large mouth and small mouth it topped all that as soon as i got it in the net i let out a couple cuss words because i was just stoked and I turned yeah. around and anytime I get the chance to measure a fish or, or I have a good catch and I'm on a river especially on a river but really anywhere if I see bank I'm I get out to measure my fish yeah. if it's something really good or, or it's a time crunch or I need to make sure it gets submitted correctly <laughs> now the banks right there 30 feet away there's a lot of spots to pull out especially with the water being low <clears throat> so I, I booked it towards the bank and I pulled my kayak probably 15 feet up i made sure even if it was the flop off of anything it was gonna not go in the water so got it up there got it measured i couldn't believe it uh that was the first time i seen uh another kayak angler too who happened to watch me pull it out unfortunately but uh he got a picture of me which was cool so i'm I'm glad he was there to see it and yeah Yeah, i've seen the pictures. pictures It's a very cool looking smallmouth. Uh, he's got a lot of yellow on him. I noticed. Very, it was very bright bronze glow to it. It doesn't have like the dark, 
distinctive dark, dark lines that you see. I don't know if that's something to tell about their mood, but yeah, he was very, very golden looking. The golden fish. Yeah, it was shining, man. <laughs> you won the prize, man. The fishing gods were good to you on that tournament day, man. And you were competing against a lot of really good anglers. I mean, Skidmore, he had won this event the last three years. You broke his, his streak. Um, you had Kurt Smith was participating. Jackson Orr came down for his first ever Buckeye event and was competing. So, uh, and there's all kinds of, you know, anglers that fish the Buckeye trail, man, that are really, really good. And man, you, you overcame all the odds and you came out to champion, man. And congratulations again. That's just freaking awesome. Thank you. It's a good feeling. I had a goal of Went in two tournaments this year, and I was able to get one, which... Yeah. Well, you won great. one last year. I was there with you um, out there at Kaiser Lake, the um, that charity event. Uh, Kaiser Lake uh, Memorial Bass Fishing Tournament. Yep. 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 Which, if I can pull one win a year, I'll be grateful for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I invited Jackson out. Jackson, if you're listening, I'm glad you didn't go fishing with me, man. <laughs> but uh yeah i invited him out to, to flow which like i said I, I fish better when i'm alone yeah uh because i just think for my not that i'm too influenced and i'm gonna be up somebody's butt when i'm fishing with them but yeah. it's like if they're going that way okay i'm probably gonna go that way too and find somewhere to fish whereas if i'm by myself i i i come up with a plan myself and uh yeah. build up that's the way we yeah. do it, man. I know it can be hard on the river sometimes, especially if you're doing a long stretch, doing that by yourself. You know, usually you need, if you're going to have a, a drop-off and a pickup point, you need two vehicles. But like you said, you just paddled what, upstream and then came back down, or paddled downstream and then came back up, just dragged your kayak up over, over the rapids. Yeah, it was extremely easy. I mean, the water has been so low for a while. We haven't had any rain yeah. for a Not long for two months. Time. Today's the first day we've gotten rain. I'm a gardener at trade, and uh, I'm thanking the Lord for the rain this morning. I didn't have to water at work today. Um, sure, we're going to get plenty this winter. Yeah. But, uh, glad it stayed a little bit warmer, a little longer, and hasn't rained so much. Kind of isolates the fish in certain spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're about due for it. I'd like to get some good fishing in end of october <clears throat> so i i'm gonna try to get back out there real soon that's awesome man one one thing that i think is awesome is that uh i know a lot of people are saying or i know a lot of people that downgrade the ned rig just because they think it catches small fish mm-hmm. but i mean i've noticed this past year me myself i mean multiple others that that ned rig if you're throwing that it pretty much works wherever you go whenever you throw it and you can catch some really big fish on the ned rig so I think that's awesome that you caught your big fish this weekend on that net rig to kind of help um, show some people that, yeah, you can catch big fish on net rigs. Mm. I've done some research on it, and I've heard people such as Luke Master even say it was a bait, given a little bit of a background about it, he said it was a bait that's basically meant to help you get your limit. When you yeah. need a fish, you throw it out there, it's going to help you put fish in the boat. And I think he even specifically said something about it being smaller fish i don't know if that says something yep. in the area where you fish but uh, i know a couple guys a good fishing friend of mine who uses it quite a bit and he's pulled in 18 inches and stuff and i've been shocked oh, 
So after that, I, I just decided, hey, if it's going to get any fish for me, fish it enough, and it, it's at least getting bites. Mm-hmm. Keep using it. You're bound to pull in something a little bigger and a little bigger. Well, this time it was uh, a lot bigger for me. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because I mean, just to think how that big fish just gulped up that little black worm. I got it on that medium light. I mean, that, that just kind of enhanced the experience right there. Yep, and oh, that's yeah. a big upgrade that you had right there on that fish too. So uh, that the, uh, really sealed the deal for you on that. Yeah, I wish I would have. My biggest mistake in this tournament was as soon as I caught that, I said, I think that locks down first place. And <laughs> I, I said, I'm going to go ahead and start making my way back yeah. because I've got a 45 minute trip back. I wish I would have stayed probably 30 minutes to 40 more minutes at least because I don't know. It's a. I had a 16 incher and a 16 and a half. Those aren't bad fish, mm-hmm. but I felt like felt like I probably could have put a 17 or an 18 on the board. Yeah, if I would have stayed there a little bit longer. I mean, it was it was a solid bank, but no, I decided to go back. And then my my plan was to, if I'm ahead like that, make my trip back and then fish the areas that I'm most familiar with, close to to take out and close to the launch spot. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, I wasn't very confident because I had been fishing shady areas, rocky, shady areas that were near or in running water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got back, everything was sunny. There wasn't a whole lot of shade. And I was like, I don't know if I'm confident in this. I fished it a little bit, but didn't do anything else. So what I, what I had left myself with after leaving that spot is what it ended up being. And somebody came close to well, the other guy that got the 20 incher had 51.25 inches and i was like oh crap somebody's approaching me yeah so it <laughs> it kind of for a while think for a minute and i just kind of got ahead of myself for a minute but i still planned on fishing when i got back upstream well, awesome man awesome game more questions for him eric christian um no i think you pretty much covered it all awesome man i'm happy you came on the show man i'm happy you won i was kind of rooting for you man you've been fishing a lot the last couple years and kind of glad to see one of my buddies win it that was definitely cool um Mm -hmm. got to see you win the um the uh, kaiser event that was cool too and uh, yeah we uh we've got some history it's uh oh yeah you're a good buddy of mine and uh look forward to getting back out there on the water in the coming years Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, buddy. Congratulations, man. Put that trophy high up on your mantle or on your desk at work or somewhere (laughs) nice, man, where everybody can see. (laughs) Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah, congrats, Justin. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you all for listening. There's a little bit more after this interview. Some uh, some thoughts of mine as I was sitting around at the booth this weekend. I worked a Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail booth instead of fishing the tournament. But, you know, I still had a good time. Saw some interesting stuff, so I got a few stories from that. So stay tuned. The Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail is sponsored by Strictly Sailing Kayak, Whitewater Warehouse, Hobie Kayaking, Lakeside Pro Bass Shop, Outdoor Source, 
Raccoon Creek Outfitters, Yak Attack, Bending Branches Paddles, Yak Legion Podcast, Fireball Outdoors, TRCCovers.com, New Threads, Blue Rock Custom Tackle, Midwest Outdoor Experience, Buckeye Sportsman. They're also partnered with the Kayak Bass Fishing. Well, I'm out here at the Wagner Subaru Outdoor Experience 2019 event set up here at the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail booth. We're right beside the Whitewater Warehouse booth right here on the Mad River. Down here in Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, it's a pretty interesting event. I mean, they have something for everybody out here um, if you're into bicycling if you're into skateboarding uh, mountain climbing backpacking running kayaking all kinds of outdoor activities uh, people out here walking their dogs there's events and stuff for dogs and animal lovers and there's just a lot to do they got the food truck set up on the other side of the, the grounds and you can Get some good food, walk around, check out all the latest prod, uh, products, all the people set up, numerous companies and outdoor companies set up for stuff for sale, even a little swap meet area for used gear. So um, it's a pretty interesting experience. This is my first time actually working the booth for Buckeye, and I've had a few people come up and take some flyers. We have our uh, 2019 schedule up here if anyone wants to stop by and see what all lakes and places and events that we had last year. Well, 2019. That's towards the end of the season. This is the last open event for Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. It's the Dayton Rivers event. Um, they can fish all these rivers down here in Dayton, the Mad, Whitewater, Great Miami River. Um, there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of good places to launch a kayak and pick up. Kind of expecting to see a lot of big, big smallmouth bass caught in some of these rivers today. It's awful pretty weather. Um, we just went from our 71st day of Welcome July to, to um, the 1st of October. Beginning with our title sponsor, Wagner Subaru Crown Plaza. Subaru of America, Mad River Mountain, the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Whole Foods, Batch Bicycles, the Dayton Cycling Club, Osprey, Great Miami Outfitters, Best Breed, and Hoppy. We well, hear all their sponsors there. Swing by the Osprey Pax booth at the Great Miami Outfitters Outpost and sign up to participate in the Dizzy Backpacking Race. The top three times will win Osprey Backpacks. Races will be at 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Saturday. And tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Go sign up and get the details at the Osprey Pax booth. That's the Dizzy Backpacking Race today at 1 uh, Sorry, today at 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock. And tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Winners will receive Osprey Backpacks. Sign up at the Osprey Pax booth in the Great Miami Outfitters Outpost. Well, as you can hear from the announcer that uh, there's a lot of events going on for kids and families and um, 
pretty big turnaround. There's a lot of people out here today. Um, I got some flyers out here for the podcast and the Buckeye Trail, so I'm hoping I can spread the gospel of kayak fishing, the podcast, the trail. Love talking about it. So I figured I'd be the perfect man for the job today. Well, I guess we'll talk to the um, some of the people after the tournament. Uh, they're due back at 4.30. So we'll see how everybody did here shortly.